AviationPros.com is the portal website for AMT, airport business, and ground support worldwide magazines. Visit daily for breaking news, industry blogs, and insightful articles from our magazine's editorial team. And don't forget to sign up for our publication's daily e-newsletters. It's all at AviationPros.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Aviation Pros Podcast. I'm Joe Petrie, Editor-in-Chief of Airport Business Magazine. Istanbul's new airport opened in late 2019 to major fanfare and high hopes for a new global hub in Eastern Europe. But those hopes were dashed like so many other plans in 2020. I recently spoke with Istanbul Airport CEO Kadri Samsalu about these challenges and how the airport has adapted to the new travel reality. Thank you for speaking with me today. Uh, the first question I have is, you opened up the new Istanbul airport just before the pandemic hit. How have your operations changed compared to what was planned and how has the airport been impacted? I mean, first of all, thanks, thanks for inviting me to your podcast. And uh, uh, it's also an opportun- opportunity for, for me to share, I mean, to present my, our airport, Istanbul airport to your, to your listeners. So they will, they will take away hopefully some, some thoughts and ideas basically it's very unfortunate unfortunate in i mean situation a year after we opened the airport the the biggest airport in one of the biggest airports in europe and definitely the, the newest airport in europe we encountered a pandemic which happens once in 100 years and and it hit us i mean one year after we we opened it of course it it was very very dramatic to see zero volumes in april and may when we used to have over 200 passengers a day volumes. Uh, in the beginning of the pandemic, like many other airports in the world, starting segment of the business was recommencing. Recommencing uh, part of the business was the domestic side, and it started in June 2020. Until, I mean, this, in this April and May period, we only had few, few repatriation flights and cargo operations continued as, 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 it, as it planned. So there was no not much impact on the cargo business. After the beginning of June, uh, as I said, the domestic market opened. Today I can I can tell you that we are we have around between 400 to 550 flights daily, and we are handling almost 45 to 60,000 passengers since the beginning of November. I mean, in aviation business, the, these months are I mean low volume months. But what I can say is. At this moment, the air traffic move per day is almost 40% of of the volumes last year, last November, and passenger numbers are around 30%. These numbers are still remarkable, at least in Europe, because we have been ranked as the number one airport, number the busiest airport in Europe when the daily numbers are announced by ACI, ACI uh, Europe. And I think this, we will end up 2000, 2021 to 2020 around 30 to 35% compared to 2019. Uh, of course, this is, this is nowhere close to where we want to be in, in the normal circumstances. My expectations for, for the once, once the pandemic hit the world, my expectation was the recovery would be faster and we will we would end up reaching almost 50% of 2019 volumes by end of the year 
But unfortunately, as we all go through uh, in either side of the Atlantic, the second wave hit the road quite badly. Uh, and the traveling, traveling bans, which is killing the sector, is still ongoing. And that, that made my view of uh, my target of 50% uh, volume by year end. That became obsolete and unreachable. I mean, recovery is definitely losing momentum. Uh, I, we were very hopeful for summer. And although Turkey is a, is a, is a I mean, touristic destination, it didn't turn out, didn't turn out as good as we expected. And uh, since September, the contraction I mean, accelerated. And today, what I can say is that the crisis is definitely much deeper, and it will take longer than longer longer time to recover. Now, I know you were still able to open a third runway in June, uh, despite everything that has happened. So, looking ahead, when do you anticipate seeing turnaround in traffic patterns, and do you think it will improve in 2021? I think it will definitely improve into. I mean, 2021, uh, because uh, vaccine developments uh, about the vaccine uh, is, is extremely important uh, for uh, for the sector uh, because people. It, what we are what we are encountering or what we are dealing with is a is a is a is a fear. I mean, I mean, is a crisis uh, inside inside which a fear factor is embedded. It's not a financial crisis. I mean, it's it's. Uh, to a certain extent, a bit similar to 9/11 in 2001, and and the sector definitely needs something to hang on, and then that's I think that's vaccine because the vaccine will give more assurance to the passengers that whoever traveling next to next to the person is somehow I mean had an immune system I mean uh, strong to fight to fight with corona, and that's why vaccine is going to be very important uh, accelerator. For 2021, and then the develop. I mean, the news news flow is definitely confirming that. That's why 2021 is definitely going to be much better than 2020. Our expectations for for next year is is reaching almost 50 to 60 percent uh, of uh, 2019 volumes uh, in 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 the year. Uh, given that we would we would have only 30 percent this year vis-a-vis 2019. 60 percent is definitely a better better result for us, but I mean when we are going to be reaching two, I mean 2019 levels, I would say that it's going to be no sooner than 2022 or maybe even 2023. Given we won't we won't face any any I mean uh, new dramatic development around around this pandemic, which would again kill the passenger spirit for traveling. So looking past COVID, how are you preparing the Istanbul airport now to be even more competitive in the region once the pandemic is over? I mean, first of all, these uh, COVID measures is going to stay in our operations for long term, long term. I mean, regardless of the development around vaccine or providing more assurance to the passengers to come to the airports and use the, use the aircraft, we need to keep basic basic measures. Uh, I mean, in, uh, as, a, as an integral integral part of your of your of your operation, which is basically uh, providing. I mean, a lot of sanitary solutions inside the inside inside the terminal. I mean, giving reminding people to keep wear the mask, keep the social distance. These are very. That's going to stay for a, for a long time uh, with us. That's that's my view. That's why we will continue. Keeping 
these measures in, in Istanbul. We have, I mean, after, after the pandemic is over, I would say that there will be more consolidation in the sector. Definitely uh, weaker airlines will get out of the business and, and stronger air, airlines, uh, mainly flagship carriers of, of big, big countries in either side of Atlantic, as well as uh, very, uh, let's say, cost-conscious, low-cost carriers will, will continue. I mean, taking bigger stake in the sector. And our, our flagship carrier, Turkish Airlines, and which is the biggest, I mean, the biggest user of our hub, used to have very big expansion program, which, which, which is currently uh, rescheduled uh, longer periods, longer years. That's why, um, but still, they keep buying aircraft from Boeing and Airbus. That would bring us introduction of introduction of new routes, as well as getting bigger passenger volumes when weaker, weaker, weaker airlines are out of the market. Therefore, Istanbul Airport, I believe, has a very central and under, I mean, underutilized catchment area. Uh, we we are one of the biggest tourism countries in the world. I believe we are the sixth. And and there's a there's a very 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 big pent up demand uh, accumulating since the beginning of the pandemic. All all these facts are going to come back uh, for 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 big hubs as a as a as a refreshed demand uh, for the for traveling once the pandemic is over. And our airport has no problem in terms of airside or landside capacity. Therefore, uh, even uh, even with, with the low, I mean, with the last year's volumes, we have almost 50% un, un, uh, unutilized capacity on the air side, and the, our terminal is one of the biggest, as I as I as I told you before. Therefore, I mean, in terms of uh, growing the business post-pandemic, I think Istanbul Airport and Turkish Airlines are very well well positioned to do that. Another important, uh, since the uh, small market and small, uh, small, I mean, let's say weak airlines are going to be out of the market, we believe that we will be tapping to un, un, underserved under markets uh, around Turkey uh, much aggressively post, post, I mean, when the pandemic is over. You know, around us, in a, in a two hours distance, we have, we have 16 countries and over 200 million people, and none of those countries have any, any strong airline. Of, uh, operating uh, from the from those 16 nations, therefore we would we would I would we would definitely, especially Turkish Airlines is going to tap to this untouched potential, uh, and that will bring us more business once the pandemic is over. And uh, with with our geographical position and large network, I would say that we will be preferred hub for the 16 nations, and uh, and Istanbul is going to be the first transfer point. To the world, and uh, this is this is a very important upside that we believe we will we will we will reach and grab uh, post pandemic. Uh, just to give you one example, Azerbaijan has a has a time, I mean six, 10 million people population. Only only one third of this population transfer via Istanbul Airport, and then we have a very aggressive uh, marketing plan along with Turkish Airlines uh, to tap to this market. As I, and, and another important advantage, as I, as I told you before, small and mid-sized airports, uh, I don't know how they are going to survive in, this, in the dire circumstances. 
because uh, they, they, they almost have no business. And with the government support, uh, they cannot continue running their, their businesses. And, and I would expect some of them will be forced to shut down or, I mean, significantly reduce the operations because the few airlines which used to operate to those small and mid-sized airports might not be no longer offering the same service. Therefore, big, big, big hubs like us uh, would, would come out with a, with a competitive edge uh, post-pandemic. That definitely seems like a bright future ahead. So right now, I know to get through the uh, pandemic that Istanbul, you've set up 50 booths for PCR testing. And from what I understand, you can do 40,000 tests per day at a cost of $16 per test with results in less than two hours. How is this program performing? And is it near capacity as far as what you have available? We are no, we are nowhere, nowhere close to the, I mean, close, close to this capacity. Just to tell you, it's not 40,000, it's 10,000. Capacity is 10,000. And, and every day, uh, we, are, we are carrying out uh, tests for almost 1,600, 1,700 at the airport. With this capacity, we are charging, as you said, uh, uh, not $16, but $31, because it's 250 Turkish lira for everyone. Um, it is, it is it, of course, I mean, this, this, is, this is a good facility uh, for, for, for departing passengers. Uh, and and most of most of we most of whom are basically foreigners, and they don't need to find another testing facility in the city to get the test. Wait six, eight, maybe twelve hours just to get the results, and then come to the airport. What they what they are doing now is they are coming to the airport a few hours before the before I mean few hours earlier than I mean scheduled scheduled departing departure departure time of their flight, uh, because we can we are able to carry out the entire process in two, maximum three hours. I mean, we have very efficient operations in the airport. We have three labs working side by side, and, and we are continuously monitoring their performance in terms of uh, time to delivery. We are also, also searching solutions, PCR, PCR uh, products, which to reduce this, this testing, testing period, testing time to shorter than Three hours. Um, therefore, this, uh, this this PCR facility inside the airport is really very appealing for 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 our departing passengers, so they don't need to really hassle inside the city to get the test and then come to the airport and wait, etc. So it's all be all, it's all being done under one roof. And in regards to these tests, so is it a function of the airport or has it been rolled into passenger handling services from the ground handlers? And what uh, drove your decision to set it up the way you did? It is, it's, a, it's a part of, part of our operation. Uh, the Minister of, Health, Minister of Health in Turkey granted this right to the airports. If they are interested, they are, they are, they are entitled to provide this service to the passengers. And, and of course, there is, there, is a, there is a significant demand from the passengers to get this test inside the inside the inside the airport while they are waiting for the for their flight. And we rather than working with one uh, lab alone uh, only, we 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 basically engage three labs. So it 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 creates automatic competition among each other among these three lab, three labs to provide the better service to the to the to the passengers, and and also. 
bring here the best uh, best personnel personnel and the doctors to run this test. And 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 I think what I what I see is the outcome of our efforts. I think we have been very successful. And every day I'm I'm hearing more and more passengers uh, leaving leaving messages to us how they, how happy they are with the speedy service that we provide and also uh, giving them uh, giving them accurate 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 results in such a short time. So looking ahead, are there any more improvements planned for the testing program? Or are you more focused on keeping it together as it is while waiting for a vaccine to uh, push things back to normal? Of course, I mean PCR is the gold standard, and but it has certain uh, drawbacks. I have, I have to I have to I have to admit. I think the the biggest biggest drawback is that uh, it is it's taking too much time. This is this is number one. Second, it's not scalable, and uh, the it's expensive. And uh, what we, what the sector needs. Today, a common testing protocol. Because I mean, PCR. I mean, for PCR, you need to have a, of course, 5,000 square meter space. At at our airport, it's not no no big issue because we have we have abundant space. But for all other airports, for most of the most of most of the other airports, this is a huge space. And we see that some of them are running these PCR units outside the terminal in the parking lot or etc. And so, what we need today to open the sector. For uh, for recovery is a common testing protocol, and we need to find, and we meaning the world needs to find, and agree on rapid, accurate, affordable, and scalable testing solutions. I mean, PCR is not that one. I mean, I can say PCR is definitely not 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 the solution for. I mean, uh, meeting the 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 criteria that I said, but for instance, and. Getting your results in six hours, eight hours, these are too long time. We need something faster. We need something in 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Therefore, um, I would say uh, antibody, antibody tests uh, alongside uh, or a, a lab tests currently being run at, at Heathrow Airport might be a solution to take, I mean, to make the, make the sector less dependent on PCR, which has certain uh drawbacks as i as i told you uh before and uh, at this moment with, with our three uh, labs inside the inside the airport we can carry out any test as long as it is approved by the minister of health or it's approved by multilateral so in terms of readiness of of us operationally to run other tests and pcr we are there what we need a definite a common testing protocol agreed by all countries in the world and the standard is being is being uh, agreed by countries by by all individual countries otherwise pcr will remain as the only solution for the sector and it it, it, it has a lot of but it's also creating a lot of bottlenecks for the for the recovery so my last question for you today is after going through this pandemic, how do you expect to see operations at major hubs like Istanbul change forever well after this virus is gone? Contactless journey. I, I, I want to touch base on the contactless journey when I, when I ask this question. Um, definitely, um, what we found out 
today, after this pandemic hit the world, is that passengers, passengers will definitely feel much safer as long as we, we, we offer them more contactless processes inside the airport. They're extremely concerned. I mean, even I mean, all around the world today, no one is even shaking hands. I mean, and under these circumstances, people are less, less willing to hand over their passports to police or their boarding pass to our security staff and due to the pandemic. Therefore, what we want to do here in Istanbul is basically introducing more biometric and more contactless solutions above, above what we already provided uh, today. Um, when we built this airport, we already embedded out of high, I mean, we, we, already, we, already, we already built a very high-tech and smart, smart terminal building. And while doing that, we, we, we employed the most experienced, experienced technology, tech, I mean, technology guys in Turkey. And we determined technological needs of the terminal as well as the, the, the needs of the passengers it's the very, very, very first phase of, of, our, of the design of the terminal and the airport. Therefore, I think we have definitely an advantage of benefiting from this, I mean, strong infrastructure. From entrance to the boarding, passengers are really benefiting from our te technological solutions. And some of them are basically, which are very crucial today, is for instance, we have queue management system at every waiting point, every hot, I mean, every, every hot point, hot spot in, inside our airport. So we know how many people are waiting at, at, at the, at the uh, security control, at the passport control, at, or at the entrance gate. Second, we have, we, have, we, have we are offering a passenger information system which provides interactive guidance to the passengers dynamic flight information, wayfinding, facility information, weather and, and video stream, streaming application for a, for, for a better terminal experience. Fast check-in, fast luggage, drop-off desk, they are all here. So, contactless security check is already available, but we wanna, we wanna, we wanna expand these this, this services uh, that, that I'm, going to, I'm going to touch base shortly. And, um, the passengers are also receiving from us, I mean, uh, real-time navigation inside the terminal. So they can really find their way around without really talking anybody inside the airport as long as they use our, they use our, our app. So as I said, going forward, the future, if you want to be more competitive in our sector, you need to be ahead of the competition. And then that basically providing more contactless processes inside your airport. And I think the key is biometrics today. Biometric solutions is basically without, without handing over any of your product, any, any of your documents, passport or boarding pass, you get into the airport, you check in, you pass the passport control. If you want, you, you even do your shopping and board to the aircraft and go. And that's something we are currently running uh, studies the Turkish airlines. But airport and airline partnership is not enough. What we need to, to basically make it off the ground is the support of the government and for which we are working very closely with them to grant us the right to, take, to use the 
facial 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 uh, pictures of the passengers as an ID, the face uh, the face of the passengers as, as the ID inside the airport, and and use it uh, throughout throughout their throughout their journeys journeys. And this is, I think, the key area where we are going to be very competitive in the years ahead. And this is, this is one of the one of the first items of my agenda for 2021. Thanks again for listening to today's podcast. For the latest information on COVID-19 best practices, make sure to check out the December issue of Airport Business Magazine. I'm Joe Petrie. Please stay safe out there.